Here we go, here we go. Welcome to Police Pod Talk. Whoop, whoop, it's the police. Don't look in your rearview mirror. This podcast covers the latest police news, along with hitting the hot topics you've been talking about all week. I'm your host, Cleveland. Thank you for joining us. All right, folks, again, welcome back to Police Pod Talk. I've got Jeff again here with me from Michigan. And, uh, Jeff, I'm going to let you go ahead and get fired up and start us off. <laughs> All right. We're back for another rewind. Chicken, uh, chicken, chicken, rewind. I'm sorry. <laughs> go ahead. Where we, uh, we reach back into the... Uh, Depths of hell. Well, no, the annals of uh, Police Pod Talk, and we review some of the material that's there. And... Uh, uh, this might be a newer topic. Okay. Uh, I know last month we talked about what's real and what's not in, mm-hmm. in movies and TV shows. It was a lead off of the film American Skin. This is more about because of our backgrounds, right? You and I, l- let me just tell this story. Grew up in a household, seven kids, four older brothers. And in my mind, I watched all of you guys in sports. Mm-hmm. And this is, again, this is my narrative, the narrative I played in my head. Okay. You guys are talking amongst yourselves about the great things that you did in sports. Ah, oh, broke this record. I did that. You know, this relay team did this from track and football and all this. I'm like, right. okay. I was further down the um, the rungs on the ladder that I was not part of that. It felt like I wasn't part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I felt like I was in a pressure cooker as well. So you come up into high school, everybody letters as a freshman, blah, 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 track. And, hey, I'm just going to put you on blast for a second. So you were a senior in high school, and I was a freshman. I remember that. Mm -hmm. And you knew I was a baseball player. Hey, better, better. But let me go ahead and give you, I'm going to throw you a bone here. When I started playing organized baseball at the age of 13, Bill Waterman, the coach, Mm -hmm. he was our coach. Bill Waterman said I couldn't. I couldn't judge a fly ball that was hit direct, directly to me. I wanted to play center field because you played center field. Mm-hmm. So you took me out and hit like a thousand fly balls to me, and I, I fixed all of that, and I became a center fielder. Right. So anyways, I go into high school, and I'm like, hey, I'm going to play baseball. And this is these are the words you said to me. I'll never forget this. Now, you don't remember because you don't care, and you said it. I remember because it was said to me, burned into my DNA. I said, I'm going to play baseball. What you going to play baseball for? You know, everybody lettered in track. Baseball is a white man's game. Is that what I said? <laughs> That's exactly what you said. <laughs> Chew on that one for it. Let it marinate. Let it, let, it, let it wash over you. Okay, go on. All right. <clears throat> so that is our background of sports. We played sports. You've been involved with sports forever, coaching and, and clinics and mm-hmm. things like that, right? All those things happen. Mm-hmm. I played sports through college point is we like to watch sports and and games and things and then as you go into your life of whatever your profession is i am not a professional baseball player nor was i good enough to play professional baseball but you go on to life into whatever your career is right 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 right. and then you start to see all of these different personalities Mm -hmm. you went one way into law enforcement i went another way into business but inside of there you start to notice some of the successful people in those areas, and that's a relevant term, right? Whatever success is, mm-hmm. you start to notice some of those people have kind of the same background as you. Mm-hmm. 
sports played in high school you know they, they still might golf they still might play pickup basketball i mean i i still play pickup basketball today point is we start to look at that and i'm st- and my question to you would be this do you see a correlation between those individuals that actually participate or, par- or participate today or played in the past as being your better officers, your better law enforcement folks, better instincts, are the ones where you're not seeing them punching people for no reason, <laughs> throwing people out of windows? <clears throat> okay. I'm going to say yes. I think the first thing that I notice with people who have been involved in organized sports who have pushed themselves beyond their, their own uh, beliefs, who had a coach that encouraged them uh, to go on. The first thing I notice is they know how to work with other people. They know how to work with uh, people who maybe aren't as good as them. They know how to walk beside them, pull them along for a common goal. They understand uh, teamwork, team building, bonding, uh, mm-hmm. uh, working for that goal. And they also understand that I don't have to get the glory as long as we're all successful. And I, I believe when you have a partner on the job and the two of you do something, you don't have to say, look what I did. It's, hey, look what we did. We got this done. Or I worked with another car, rolled up, and they had two people in the car. Look what we just did. We, we took care of this problem in the neighborhood. Those are the things that... Um, I see mostly uh, with people who've been involved in sports. And you'll figure it out. You'll figure it out right away who the team players are, who are the ones that can get do the buy-in, who can work for a common goal, who can push harder than everyone else, mm-hmm. who, who work and, and hold each other accountable versus the lone wolf. Uh, when you find that out, you find out that person was never involved in a team sport. They don't know any understanding that everything is me, me, I, I. And why why am I getting the recognition? So that was a long answer to your question. Yeah, there there's it goes on, and you'll see the ones that, that stay longer, that stay the thirty years under the police department, not the ones that quit after a year and a half or five years and say, well, this isn't for me. Well, because you never connected with anyone, you never joined a team, and it is a team. Uh, the police department is one of the biggest teams, biggest gangs there are, because we're all working for the same goal. We all wearing the same uniform. And we're there for each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, several of the police officers I know who were involved in sports are still involved in sports. They either are playing them, refereeing them, or coaching them. Mm-hmm. And that's because they're giving back. Those are the ones that are the great ones. I mean, there's a guy on uh, Fort Wayne. He just recently retired, but he moved back to his hometown to become the chief of police. James Payne. I mean, he's a great example of that. I mean, he played college sports, high school college sports. He refereed, and he refereed just about every sport there was. I mean, you see him out there refereeing pick, pickleball. <laughs> so, <laughs> Wait, you need refs in pickleball? Yeah, well, you need a ref because you, you never know what might happen. But James Payne is a great example. Then he was an outstanding officer. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm sure where he's at right now, he'll be doing the exact same things as a chief. So, again, to answer your question, uh, yes, that, that is. Some of your greatest leaders were sports people. Hmm. So, I'm going to take you back. Okay. Um. And this may be my memory, but you can correct me. You had a chief of police, I believe, mm. Neil Moore. Yeah. Talmadge. Talmadge Neil Moore. Yeah. 
Yeah, Neil Moore was like the chief when you were coming through, coming well, up. He he was a he was a sergeant, patrolman sergeant. He was one of my training officers. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, he was the chief of police. Yeah. yeah. Did he play football at Kent State? He sure did. That's that's. I, mm-hmm. I keep thinking about that. I, I, I don't know if I had it right. I know he went to Kent. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he played football. Oh yeah. So you you do find your leaders in those in those areas. Mm-hmm. I would be very interested. And in now now we're getting into a murky area where somebody would have to actually do a study and have data of the incidents of issues with police officers. Um those that played sports in a diverse area or against diverse teams versus those that didn't, Hmm. would they have a a higher incident level? So Hmm. Neil Moore played football at Kent State. Right. He played in the 70s. There were probably at least two black dudes on the team, I'm guessing. Okay. Right? Um, And I'm thinking about that from the standpoint of you are thrown into – Depending on where you go to school, you're thrown into a, an area of a hundred other players, right? right of right. totally different backgrounds, no matter what color you are, then different races, different thoughts, different religions, all these things. You have to cope inside of that, first and foremost, mm-hmm. to survive. Then you have to understand how to connect. Right. Then you got to find your spot on the team and see if you can even get on the field, right? Right. So you're, you're going through all that. You're competing against the guy next to you who's your roommate, but at the same time, you're trying to get. You're also building him up so you can win games. Right. I'm wondering. My my thought process is, I would love to know if somebody could just across the board figure that out, hmm. because maybe if you go back and and look at it, it it might be a correlation between those that actually competed versus those that didn't. Well, true. I I believe that. I believe it. I mean. Even to this day, some of the people I work with at the uh, prosecutor's office, it's almost like you can tell right away um, that they're great workers, uh, fun to be around, and they can easily socialize with anybody Mm -hmm. versus the ones who, you know, will turn and run almost. And it's like, you know, what's your problem? (laughs) You know, you would never pass me the ball if you was on my team, you know, that kind of thing. So, yeah, I I believe you. That's that's a good point. Well, that's a good study. Yeah. So – but there's pros and cons to that as well. And I say it this way. As athletes, as competitive people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, we, depending on our level of, comp- depending on the level of competition and our competitiveness, that can carry over into, into a dark side. True. So you'd have to look at that side of it as well. And, and as it pertains to, you know, Hey, do I have people throwing people out of windows? Well, these 12 people that did, did play sports, they just have a very high competitive nature and they don't want to lose. So they, <laughs> you know, they get to a point of that. Well, but I think a lot of that comes from discipline too. When you go through the Academy, you learn what you can and cannot do and you're disciplined. It's the same thing in the military. People think, well, as soon as they get out of the service, they're going to come back and shoot everybody up. No, there was discipline. You had discipline on, you know, how to use your weapon and when to use your weapon. And I also believe that a lot of that, too, yeah, you were in sports, and, and football is one of the most violent sports. doesn't mean every football player is going to come in and then tackle somebody. I mean, it, it's, it's the whole discipline. And also, you have to believe in yourself. You trust who you are. Your mere presence alone can solve a whole lot of issues. And you, you know that. I mean, I worked with a guy. He was a karate guy. I think he was like a 12, 13-time black belt mm-hmm. or whatever. I think he started the first black belt. But <laughs> his name was Jay Thompson. Mm-hmm. And I, I seen him in action 
when he didn't have to do anything. He was so confident in himself, just him being there handling the situation. It was like it was done. Mm -hmm. But he never, you know, did a high kick to anybody's face or anything. But he knew how to handle the situation. But he mm -hmm. also knew, I am capable of kicking you in the face if I need to. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so, but he never got to that. There was a, a story one time. I'll save that one. But <laughs> I did some <laughs> knock a guy out one time. So... <laughs> But a lot of it is your self-confidence. I mean, people say, well, you're being cocky. No, I'm confident in myself and what I'm able to mm -hmm. do and what I can do mm -hmm. if need be. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I get it. You know, people say, well, they were in football, so they were on steroids, so they're going to fight everybody. No, they're, gonna, they're the guy throwing them out the window. Well, sometimes, you know, on any job, if you're the guy doing the most, mm -hmm. okay, you're working your butt off doing it, you probably get the most complaints. Yep. People will probably complain about you, mm -hmm. okay? Sometimes you're the guy doing the most, but you're treating people so nicely that they're almost like thanking you. Hey, thanks for the ticket. I, I really deserve this. You know, mm -hmm. it all it all depends. It really just depends. So, yeah, I think sports plays a huge role. People will say, well, sports doesn't do anything for kids. Oh, it will, it will make you or break you for your job. I can guarantee you that. I've seen it in law enforcement. I know you've seen it in sales. Mm -hmm. The people that are go-getters versus the people that are standing back waiting with the hand out like they've seen if it's raining or mm -hmm. something. But, no, it's, it's – it, yeah, sports and police work, sports yeah. and police officers, be it male or female, mm -hmm. I see it. Yeah. Yeah, I can – I'm as you were talking, I was thinking about some of the – which I should have been thinking, I should have been listening. I was thinking about some of the better sales guys on the team, all athletes. <laughs> They're all they're they're all athletes. Now, mind you, their work wasn't the best as from an administrative standpoint, but getting it done. Yeah. I mean, they got it done. There's a I wrote down discipline here, and this is this is this area now. So you and I, you and I grew up at a, a time, and I mean, I was behind you on this. We had the same high school basketball coach, mm. um, but I also had it. I had his one of his friends at the school was a baseball coach he right. also taught there as well um so it was uh but we had the same basketball coach the discipline that was administered back in the i'm just gonna stay with the 70s and 80s is totally different than the discipline that's administered now so let me give you an example there you go you could have a coach cuss you out back in the day <laughs> Is that good enough an example for you? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You can run 50,000 different horses up and down the field, right? I mean, you're right. running constantly on the floor. Okay. I mean, it, was, it wasn't – part of that was because he just wasn't a good coach. Right. I mean, let's just put it there. He didn't know what to do, right? Mm -hmm. He had talent, couldn't put it together, um, and he was living off of the past. Right. My point is um, I don't know if that was true discipline – or the fact that I had nowhere else to go, right? I mean, what, uh, there's no other team I could go play for. Right. I mean, I couldn't leave and play at a different baseball team, but that discipline is different. So, being kids of the of the of the '80s, I mean, what was your relationship when your kids were, were now? This is now your kids are now in high school or, or grade school and high school. Mm -hmm. I'm taking you back. Right. With sports, you know the things that were said to you. Oh yeah, yeah. You weren't gonna have that happen to your kids, right? So, what was that relationship that tri that uh, that uh, triangle with your kids, you and your wife, and the coach? Well, how did you play that out? Because you do know the importance of of, of sports. You right. mentioned that earlier. Right. You do know the importance of hanging in there. Mm -hmm. That's going to help them moving forward. But right. what was that relationship? Because it sure in the hell wasn't the same as it was back in the eighties. <laughs> well, I think the first thing when 
with our kids, we taught them how to be coachable. I mean, we knew the coach. We didn't know what they were going to do or say, but we taught them how to be coachable, how to be the ones to listen, how to take instruction. And if you have questions, ask questions. Mm -hmm. So you have to be coachable first before that coach can give you the respect that you have now earned Mm -hmm. uh, from the coach. So that was the biggest thing. Mm -hmm. If there was an issue, we as parents, we didn't jump in and start yelling at the coach saying, you know, you're doing my kid this way. We encouraged our son or daughter, I want you to go in and have a conversation. Mm -hmm. And I always told them, and I tell people this to this day, when you go in, make sure you have pen and paper our pencil and paper, whatever. And I want you to take a few notes and the coach will say, hey, this is why you're not playing. I want you to write that down and say, coach, I want to make sure I understand. I got this written right here. Mm-hmm. When the coach sees that you're putting in as much effort to, to get on the playing field or more playing time or whatever mm-hmm. or get better, then they will start treating you a little bit different because they see that you do care. Mm-hmm. You got to build, again, we talked about this before, you got to build that relationship with the coach to see that this kid does care. I was not going to fight the battles. Mm-hmm. I tried my darndest to stay out of it because I was coming at it from, I was coaching right out of high school. So I came from the eyes of a coach, the eyes of a player, and the eyes of a parent. Mm-hmm. So I had to be very careful on what it is I did. So I tried my darndest to encourage my kids to do that and me not get involved. Now, if the coach came to me and said, what's the issue? I said, did you talk to my son or daughter? Well, yeah, we had a conversation. What did they tell you? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, what are you asking me for? <laughs> I think they gave you probably what I told them to give you, you know, or what we've talked about. Yeah. So you made them build that relationship with the coach. So the coach was not the one that's going to cuss you out. Now, I'm going to go way off base here. My job now, I tell people whose parents are in a nursing home, I say, you need to be going into that nursing home, building a relationship with those employees, the staff. Mm. You need to be talking to them, taking them uh, food, baking a cake or pie or buy some cookies from Cookie Cottage and take them in, meet the staff and get Mm -hmm. them there. Because why? They're going to see that you have an interest in your mother or father's care. Mm -hmm. Okay? And they will treat them a little bit different. They will talk to you a little bit different. They will give you information they won't give the normal person. Mm -hmm. And they will do things for you. Not that you're sucking up, but they know you care. Mm -hmm. They know you want something that's all. I tell people that in that line of work and I tell them, parents, you have to do the exact same thing. Don't go in there fighting. Don't go in there for that fight, okay? You're not going in there for a fight. You're going mm-hmm. in to teach your kids how to stand up for themselves mm-hmm. in a professional way, mm-hmm. a proper way, a polite way to get the answer that they really want so they can continue to play. So, yeah, it was different. If my kid was getting cussed out by a coach, I would tell the kid, hey, it's time you go say something to the coach. Yeah. You don't care for that language, mm-hmm. okay? That's not how you were raised. Mm-hmm. And, coach, I can't take that if that's what you're going to be doing. I have mm-hmm. to find somewhere else to go. Yeah. Okay? So that would that's a long answer to your thing, but that that's what I would do. I can't fight it. Now, they would lay your hands on your kid. That's a different story. Okay? That's another podcast. <laughs> I can get whooped. <laughs> Let the beatings begin. Mm-hmm. No, your your answer your answer plays into multiple different areas, right? Right. So let's talk about that. First of all, there's self-respect. Oh, yeah. The self-respect is the individual, our children, going to the coach and not going asking why I'm not playing. Mm-hmm. What can I do can in I practice do? Right. to get better? Right. I, I, I vividly remember this conversation. I'm going to tell you a quick story, then we'll keep going. Jeffrey, uh, Jr., played lacrosse at, at the high school, the local high school that he goes to, and, and the lacrosse team was stacked. Right. Now, he was playing up 
but the team was stacked and he and he was upset because you know they were going roll teams out mm-hmm. and he wasn't getting enough playing time because those guys he was like the second or third line midfield and in, in lacrosse he wasn't getting on the field as much and i said what's what's wrong i, I, I don't know dad i should be getting more playing time I'm like interesting why do you believe that he said well you know i'm just as good i'm like okay i gave him the same spiel mm-hmm. go to the coach and i said this is what you do you talk about what you can do to help the team no coach wants to hear why am I not getting something? Yeah, that's right. Because you know what they're going to do? They're going to shut down and you get nothing. <laughs> they're not obligated to put you on the field. They're not. And then you also don't know what their political thoughts are in regards to, hey, this 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 family I know. Mm-hmm. The, you know, the whole, There's always political aspects behind everything, right? All right, right. You don't know what all that is. You don't even know how he feels about you because you have no relationship with him. That's the key. <clears throat> you have zero relationship. But I said, you you have an opportunity to go speak to him because that's what he wants. He wants people that really want it, mm-hmm. right? So he went and did that. And I said, even what whatever he tells you, that ain't enough. Because if you can't do that on the field, but then you need to follow up in like 15 days and say, hey, coach, I don't, this is what I'm doing. Is there anything else that I can be doing? Mm-hmm. Because I see areas in which I believe I can help. Great. So Jeffrey started playing more. He got on the field. He st- and he moved up a line. He started doing more things. Right. Point, point being is, you talked about having that confidence. First of all, that respect for yourself is going and having that conversation and respecting the other person, which you're going to gain their respect. Yeah. other part is that confidence of being able to have a conversation with an authority figure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so, that is. Yeah. Now, let's keep moving down the line. Yeah. So now you have to speak to a cop. There you go. And this is where it gets hinky. If you believe Every cop is racist. Every cop wants to throw you out of a window. Every cop doesn't give a damn. Well, some do want to throw you out of a window. Some are racist. Let's just be clear. They are, right? There's bad There's bad people. Let me rephrase that. There's, okay. bad, there's bad things that people do in every industry. I can't say they're bad people because I don't know them. Okay. So you also, part of that confidence that you're getting in playing a sport is your ability to communicate and, right. and build that relationship. People think, well, it takes time on a relationship. You can build a relationship with a cop that's pulled you over. And the reason why you want to do that is, is because you don't want him drawing down on you and chunking lid, as our grandfather used to say. And you don't want to be, you don't, you don't, you don't want to get a warning shot in the base of the skull. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> hey, I'm just, just calling it. I see it. Anyways. Um, but. This is how you and I grew up getting cussed out and and, 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 and whatever coaches. But we're we're teaching. We taught our kids different ways. My fear is, and we're not doing our kids any favors. Now I'm not blaming this. This is not a this is not a broad brush across the world. Is my fear is because I've seen this with certain parents. They are not a lot. They're robbing their children of the opportunity to do exactly what you and I just talked about. Exactly. So yeah. now let's jump forward. Mm-hmm. Now they got to talk to a cop. Yeah. And then we have. I'm not saying it's. I'm not saying that that's the issue 100 percent of the time that that the civilian is wrong. But part of diffusing the situation is learning those things early on in life. Eh, true. Yeah, I think we've talked about it on a couple of. <clears throat> months back about the uh, Malcolm Gladwell book, uh, Talking to Strangers. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
everybody everybody is a a stranger that you meet if you don't mm-hmm. know them they're a stranger yeah and they're coming at a different level at a different tone than you mm-hmm. um i think backing up with the sports thing if you play a sport or you're in a sport and you're with people who don't look like you didn't come from the same background especially in college mm-hmm. i mean well high school the same thing too. yeah you guys didn't go through the same neighborhood you didn't grow up in the same mm-hmm. but you can work with them you can grow with them you mm-hmm. can can win with them, lose with them, share mm-hmm. with them, and bond with them. It is a lot easier when you do that on the street and you meet somebody on a traffic stop or on a domestic or just walking down the street. Mm-hmm. You feel comfortable enough with yourself that you can have a conversation with just about anyone. Yeah. But you have to remember, they're a little nervous about you to begin with. Mm-hmm. Okay, You're nervous about them, and then you got to bring it down to that level. So, yeah, um, I, I just it, it just gets me when people say sports aren't that important. When they say, well, you're putting too much into the sports, that's not about the winning and the losing. It's not. No. And now, back to what you're saying. You're meeting that policeman. How in the world do you, one, show that respect, and it's not cowering down, it's not losing, it's not giving up. You're showing the respect that you gave to your coach, the same that you would give to that policeman. Mm-hmm. Okay. They ain't stopping you for the fun of it. Half the time, they don't want to get out of the car. It could be raining. <laughs> but if you're going to blow through the light, they got to do something. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they're up there talking to you about what you just did. And you're going to fire attitude and lack of respect to them? <laughs> Somebody asked me the other day, they said, well, when did you decide to give a ticket? I said, when did I decide? When you showed your behind. Okay? <laughs> 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 And I, that's how it is. If you going to disrespect me, and I won't get mad, no. I'll just go, okay, I just need your license registration. Just mm-hmm. stay in the car. I'll be right mm-hmm. back with you. And when I go back, I go back with the ticket and go, here mm-hmm. you go, and then I'm gone. Mm-hmm. And you can yell and scream all you want because we're not going to have a judge standing there saying if you're guilty or not guilty <laughs> on the street. You talked yourself into the ticket, mm-hmm. not me. Yeah. You did. Okay? And it's really that simple. I'm always smiling. Hey, how's it going? Mm-hmm. Just the reason I pulled you over. And you know, you know. Okay, all right. Yeah. Can you let me finish? You, know, you just mess with me. I said, you know, I just need your driver's registration. I'll have you on your way. But I already had half the ticket filled out. I just need your name. Okay. Okay, and the description of your car. Okay? Well, you talked yourself into the ticket. Why? Because you never learned how to meet and greet and have a, a civil conversation with someone who is doing their job. And that's it. And a, and, a, and actually, a coach is doing their job. As a, as a youngster, even as an adult, your coach is really trying to help you. But if you're going to fight them tooth and nail, well, they got nothing for you then. Yeah. So, yeah, that, you know, when you meet that one policeman uh, and the ones who've been in sports, they'll smile at you. If they're smiling at you, you can think, I bet they were in a sport because mm-hmm. they know how to handle it. Yeah. They, they, <laughs> or, or they were a referee. Also, <laughs> yeah, getting yelled at. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the one guy getting yelled at by his, you know, his wife, yeah, his wife commercial, yeah. commercial. Yeah. It, 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 it's, it's very, it's very interesting, um, how you handle things like it's hard, right? So, um, on LinkedIn, I'm connected with the uh, mm-hmm. head coach of a uh, uh, what what place? Duke, Duke University. Oh, okay. yeah, and she has this thing: handle hard better. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, hey, look, I don't know what I don't know what happens to I don't know what um, happens with police officers pull you over if they're having a bad day, whatever, whatever it is. But here's something that I will leave with everybody: is this those that participate or played sports, when that when they light them up behind you, 
and they're pulling you over. I know there's a long history of beatdowns where they just dragging brothers out of cars and shooting them. And I get, I, I know that happens, but this is a one for survival. Go back to those times when you had to fight through adversity and everything else. And you had to level up to win a game, go back there and understand how you had to fight through that. And then put yourself in the right mindset that, you have to survive this game. It could be raining, it could be snowing, whatever it is in football, or you could be in four overtimes in basketball and you're just dog tired. You want to survive that game to get home? Think about that when you get pulled over. And when you do that, maybe your heart rate goes down a little bit. Think about the fact that, you know, of if you got family members at home, whatever it is, just take the ticket. Nobody wants to pay the 150 bucks, $200, whatever the ticket is. Just help lower the lower the blood pressure of that cop mm-hmm. so you can get home so you can live to fight another day get back on the court play some pickup with a bunch of old dudes whatever you do but um just go back to the fact that hey if i've already survived a whole lot of stuff playing sports that i'm pretty sure we can um we can survive this yeah i agree it's funny you say a cop having a bad day <laughs> if, if everyone was having a bad day i wouldn't pull anybody over <laughs> I would, I would hope I would never get a call because I knew I was in a bad mood and mm. I was not the right, as I was not in the right mindset at that time to do anything. So having a bad day and then you run the light, I don't care. <laughs> you made it through. Good. I'm going to look the other way because I'm not the one to deal with on that, that, that time. But yeah, I hear you. That's a good point. I like, I like that. That's a good point to slow yourself down a little bit. Yeah. All right. All right. Thanks, Jeff. I mean, you can, you, you've been tying a lot of good stuff. We, I'm going to say we. We, yeah, we have been we. tying a, a lot of good stuff together. I, I like that. I like mm-hmm. that a lot. We had to get old James Payne on one day. Well, he has been on. James has been on. Uh, they had um, uh, some riots in Fort Wayne. He was on the SWAT team. And uh, yeah, James talked. Oh, yeah, you got to you got oh, oh, for a second. Right. Riots in Fort Wayne. We have twelve people rioting okay. in Fort Wayne. Okay, okay we're done. <laughs> anyway, okay. So what's next month? I can't remember. Um, next month we're going to. Uh, we talked about this. Now you got to take it. Everything you're moving forward. We're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about jury, juries, oh, yeah. verdicts, yeah. Yeah. Um, jury duty. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about that next month. But I'm still just perplexed about a riot in Fort Wayne. Did you have to did you have to bust people in for the riot? Is okay, that- <laughs> folks, we really do appreciate it, Jeff. Thanks again. Again, I got to keep asking. I mean, did Crazy Socks uh, or Cancer sponsor this episode? I cannot remember. We will sponsor the next month's episode. Okay, maybe I should be talking to the other Jeff, Jeffrey, the, the junior, and not not you because you you've been talking no, with you're, the you're, money. You're not going to shake my son down. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Thanks for listening to the Police Pod Talk. We really appreciate. It. We'll catch you again next month. Thanks again for hanging out with us. Remember, you can always go to policepodtalk at gmail.com or check us out on Facebook at Cleveland Junior or Police Pod Talk. Thanks again. We'll see you next week.